1: Welcome into Fantasy Football with Mozzie and the Muscle. I'm the Muscle, joined by my co-host, who is much maligned, as they say on Thursday Night Football, uh, Mozzie.
0: <laughs> Dude, that game that, was infuriating.
1: Yeah, the, the broadcast was okay. I, I have mixed feelings on them. I know some people have been really dumping on Al. I, I think, I mean, how, how does how old is he now he's like, like
0: 80 dude yeah right? i'm
1: just like i get it like he's probably just fucking tired
0: and he has to watch this terrible game he's 78 <laughs> he's
1: up past his bedtime
0: <laughs> he's all cranky
1: yeah and then listen to them both try to say okonkwo was hilarious that was pretty funny
0: like it's really not that there are way harder names to say <laughs>
1: Yeah, Al Al was getting close. He just kept saying Okwanko. and I'm like, I know. <laughs> I'm like that might just be one like he's just having a tough time nailing it. But like just having a moment. Yeah, and then but Kirk was like "Ocaranco" or something. I'm like, my guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, I'm not a huge fan of it, but you know, I, w- I wish we had the main cast on Thursday games. That'd be kind of fun.
0: I just wish that for once Thursday night games were good
1: you know keep keep on wishing um
0: <laughs> promising stuff at a levis though he I yeah. re- did really like how in the first half well he was under pressure a lot and uh-huh. he was absolutely not getting scared at all to throw with you know somebody right in his face which was cool
1: yeah it also the other side of the coin is like He wasn't sensing it. (laughs) So that's it's the thing. It's the big goofy white guy quarterback thing of like they don't really sense the pressure, which can be really good, but like can sometimes be disastrous. Thankfully, he didn't fumble or like turn it over really. Like until I don't, I'm not counting that end interception really. Yeah. That was
0: like desperation.
1: Yeah. That doesn't really count the same. But yeah, he he wasn't like doing the dimes where he just like gets tackled and the ball flings out like a little (laughs) baby giraffe or something going down. I don't know. Right. So. Yeah, but yeah, I assume they stick with him going forward over Tanny.
0: Oh, yeah, he was. I mean, he was doing better just because he remembered that they signed DeAndre Hopkins.
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he looked great in the first half. He only had like one miss, which was kind of at the end of the half to Tajay, And then second half was a little up and down. But that last drive, he got him in position. So,
0: yeah, Steelers had a ridiculous amount of penalties and. I got really, really mad, and what you were referencing to start the podcast was Najee was, like, the one player I did not want to use in DFS yesterday because the Steelers' run blocking has been horrendous for um, eight straight weeks. Um, Tennessee's had a good run defense. Right. Then all of a sudden, the Steelers learned how to run block. I'm like, did Darnell Washington teach them? Like, what happened? (laughs)
1: It was it was the weirdest thing. Yeah, I got looking through my matchup sheet really rough for them, you know, bottom of the pack, a lot of stuff worse than a couple of things. It's just like I don't I'm a little baffled there, but weird stuff happens. It's football. That's how it goes. But we're going to kick this off with the uh, Germany game at 930 Easter time of Miami at Kansas City. I think I'm taking Kansas City, but I'm, I'm, I'm a little torn here. You're more sure of Kansas City here than I am
0: just really more of a vibe it's kind of just kansas city just had a bad game they don't usually have two bad games in a row andy reed is gonna get to eat so much german food mm-hmm. so he's gonna be on cloud nine <laughs> like you know he is mustache deep in some schnitzel right now he's <laughs> so happy that's why they left two days before, by the way, because if they were there five days, he might not make it to Sunday. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I so saw they, they went over the two days and then uh, Miami went over the five days
0: before. Interesting little experiment.
1: Yeah, I, um, yeah. One thing I saw noted was that teams are pretty much going over either like right before or like way before. They're always doing like the in-between. Mm-hmm. Like you either like adjust or don't. And just go as late as possible. Right. We do have uh, we do have daylight savings though this weekend, so like going into Sunday, there will be an
0: extra hour of sleep for these teams. Oh, nice. Does that mean I actually might wake up in time for this? Because <laughs> I normally wake up around ten thirty.
1: So yeah, you'll pretty much waking up at kickoff for this.
0: Perfect. But
1: yeah, oh, there was a there was a clip of Mike McDaniel's. There, there were two. The One was the him going like, um, "I know what you're thinking. I'm bigger in person." <laughs> And then and
0: nobody said a word.
1: <laughs> yeah, and the one I saw that cracked me up was he walked in, set his drink down, and he goes "Guten Tag."
0: Uh, I mean,
1: hello. <laughs> I just oh, lost it, that one for some reason. He's, he's so like, funny. I've been
0: here in Germany now, so I'm starting to acclimate. Sorry, <laughs> was I
1: me up. He's a, he's a goon. Um, but anyway, breaking this game down, got a good total. Um, Kansas City's fair by a bit. I my one of my. Kind of hesitation this game overall was how the matchup looked for Miami. They've got a really nice run matchup here. They um, ob- they've obviously been like the best running team, but Kansas City's run defense actually hasn't been that great, especially with Bolton out. It suffers. Um, if they had a chan, I would probably pick the Dolphins here because I think that gives them the like speed to keep their scoring up with Kansas City in that sense. And then also like, He's a huge part of them getting their spread out run game. Obviously, you know, Jeff Wilson's fine. Like, he's a solid player, but, you know, A-Channel is lighting it up. Um, With that, I do still like the Miami running backs. Like, I do still like Jeff. I do like Raheem a lot. I think the matchup works for them here. So, I'm into both of them.
0: They should chunk. I mean, I like them, too. Mm -hmm. I am a little concerned just in terms of rushing. If the game, you know starts to shoot out then they're still going to get receptions but just in terms of pure rushing yardage that part of the game might get a little bit abandoned but at the same time they kind of just are very good at it so i mean i can see them sticking with it even if the script doesn't quite go their way to start yeah this is definitely a play anyone though i think mckinnon is a great option this week this is a mckinnon game like 100 percent. this is a high total mahomes is gonna be throwing it uh-huh uh,
1: important one for like for
0: possibly seeding yeah exactly so this is this is the kind of game where mckinnon comes alive and he doesn't get more than eight touches but he gets like 20 fantasy points with it uh-huh no yeah i, I could see him
1: smashing on with you yeah it He'll get the opp- he'll get more opportunity this game, and he has the chance to be efficient. So, right. hopefully, he actually you know does be efficient.
0: <laughs> There's nothing really on the Dolphins' defense that suggests to me like not to play anybody. Like, okay, they have Jalen Ramsey. What's he gonna do? Bottle up Sky Moore? Or <laughs> yeah, that's the Sky thing is like himself up. <laughs> the
1: <laughs> Kansas City like matches up well against Miami too. Is the thing so like that's. Also, part of why I'm still probably gonna stick with Kansas City, like Kelsey makes a ton of sense here. Oh like, yeah, dude, like unless they stick Ramsey on Kelsey, I don't know, but
0: might be their best play.
1: Yeah, um, and then injury wise in this game, um, we've got a lot of questionables for Miami with Howard. I believe they ruled Hunt out, and then they did. He's out. Connor Williams is questionable. Um, it's it sounds like they'll have Armstead back. And McDaniel's saying he's very optimistic that he'll be available. So. That'd oh, be a huge boon. That is um, huge. yeah we've got Barrios and Smythe questionable. Still of course still no H and then for the Chiefs we mentioned, no Bolton. Uh Clyde's out, so yeah those few touches he vultures would probably go to McKinnon to boost that point. And then uh Willie Gay is questionable
0: as well. So teron Armstead being back is huge. Um For a couple reasons. A, he's their best lineman. B, he's their left tackle, and he's their best lineman. C, run game is now in full go. But the thing that is biggest to me is if he comes back in, then Kendall Lamb gets to slide back into guard, which is really big. Mm -hmm. Because without Armstead, they were relying on Lester Cotton at right guard. And Lester Cotton was kind of the reason the Dolphins lost to the Eagles. (laughs) um <laughs> uh, he was just getting overwhelmed and had to hold the which like it's the philly d line i don't mm-hmm. honestly blame him for yes yeah, it's, it's reasonable um but yeah the, he, he himself got like four or five holding penalties in that game uh so that's that's actually pretty big news that tron armstead is back and that makes me even more like the dolphins run game and Tua. a this game's yeah. going to be really high score.
1: Yeah, this will be a fun one to wake up to.
0: <laughs> Hell yeah. Everyone is in play.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. This this is one where, like, I wish it were on the main slate. It's such a bummer that we have to have this isolated. Yeah, the main slate's pretty rough, and we'll get into some overall, like, main slate DFS strategy too. But starting that off, we've got Minnesota at Atlanta. We're both taking Atlanta. I wrote, I guess, but I'm, I'm going to take them. Like, it's just yeah. a little bit of ambivalence right now. It's like... Ah, uh, London's out like I'm just glad I'm glad Ritter is benched he sucked
0: me too he was
1: yeah um but injury wise we mentioned Drake London um their fullback Smith is out and then uh Grady Jarrett's out so they've got no pass rush
0: um, I know they really struggled with pass rush all year and now without Grady Jarrett I they just don't have a pass rush at all
1: yeah the problem for Minnesota is like the quarterback situation right now. Like if it were Dobbs or like Mullins, I'd be like kind of interested, but it's going to be Jaron Hall. It sounds like so, you know, (laughs) good luck rookie. Uh, Yeah. Kirk's out. No Dean Lowry and Asamoah is questionable. It's, it's a tough, tough stitch here. I do want to say I do have Hawk as a banger still. I think he'll
0: be okay. Because, if it was Dobbs, I would like him a lot.
1: Yeah, Dobbs hyper targets the tight ends. <laughs> yes,
0: whereas Jaron Hall or Jaron Hall, I really, I don't even know who this kid is to be honest. Um, oh, we went to BYU, so he uh, didn't outplay Zach Wilson. By the way, to... just for this the starting job at BYU, just to say, <laughs> um, not that that mean, right. Oh God, yeah, this game kind of sucks. I, I honestly. I mean, maybe Hall is really good. I don't really know anything about him. All I know is that Dobbs really likes his tight ends, and I think Hall is going to struggle a little bit. So I think Hawkinson's probably fine. I would like him better with
1: Dobbs. Yeah, like, I mean, obviously it'd be better. Like, Dobbs or Mullins would be a, an improvement for him, but the matchup's great. Like, we know it's a tight end funnel. He's not going to have pressure on him. That's true. So, yeah, I'm just like, he can hopefully just... Get it to the good player. And Hawkinson is gonna be open, and you know, at different spots on the field. That's kind of my thing. Is this might be more of a PPR kind of thing because scoring's gonna be not good in this game. But yeah, you know, I wouldn't like an eight for eighty seems pretty
0: reasonable. I think to you know hope for. Like 12 targets, eight receptions. I would say like 60. I think eight for 60 is where I would go. I don't think mm-hmm. they're very high depth of target.
1: I mean, I, I just, yeah, I just literally have no clue how well Jaren Hall is going to hit him. Like, yeah. He, he's yeah. going to have, I think the chances will be there. It's just a matter of if they connect.
0: Because, like, the Vikings O line is pretty good.
1: Yeah, it's like one of the best O lines against one of the worst pass rushers right now. That's why I'm just like, it's a really weird dynamic of. We have this total unknown at quarterback that's making it tough
0: i this isn't game related, but I don't understand why they traded Ezra Cleveland and for a sixth rounder.
1: yeah, that that was
0: weird. I agree. I didn't follow that. There were literally no linemen that got traded that day except for Cleveland and in general you don't see many linemen get traded because like literally every team could use more linemen and to get a sixth rounder as a return for the only lineman to get tra- like you could have just, I don't know, t- put out a call to every owner and say, Hey, Ezra Cleveland's available. Start the bidding. Um, and you would have worked up to like a third rounder. I don't.
1: Yeah. It was, I, I was a little weird to it. me. Like the, the return for him. Cause like, he's good.
0: He's good,
1: so yeah, I was a, that, I was a little was thrown stupid. off. Yeah, I feel like you want like, you know, given you're probably going to be getting a new young quarterback. I thought you'd want to, like keep people they would want to keep that in place, but yeah, yeah. whatever. <laughs> um, on the Atlanta side, so yeah, no, no, Drake London. Where are you at on Kyle Pitts here?
0: Um, this one's interesting to me, just because of the way the Vikings' defense works. I. Uh-huh. I don't think it's a great matchup for Pitts, but with London out, it's making me wonder if this is more of like a Jonu Smith game, um, because I think you kind of need some blocking. The Vikings have been super aggressive with uh, Flores defensively, mm-hmm. so I don't love Pitts. I would like to. He might still be okay, but he's not one of my bangers. Especially when you have a a red hot Scotty Miller there that Heineke knows and loves <laughs> from his uh, second team practices.
1: <laughs> Dude, that that was so. I was cracking up when he scored. I was losing it. I'm like, this is the funniest I so shit. Hard. I'm like, why, oh, man? <laughs> why? <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I wrote I wrote Scotty and Van in streams, whether yeah. league desperation or cheap DFS. I think they're playable I'll say playable. Uh oh yeah and like what about Bijan? Any of like lean on him?
0: Um I mean I kind of think that the only thing that gets in the way of Bijan's production is the Falcons offense itself. I think they're in a way they're sort of matchup proof because they run block really well. Uh and Bijan is amazing. So it's just sort of like if he gets the carries and I expect him to. Yeah. Heineke is already such a big upgrade from Ritter that their offense will just be all around more productive. Mm-hmm. So I I think Bijan is pretty much startable from here on out.
1: Yeah, the, he, he's cheap in DFS again, so he's someone else I keep eyeing. I'm like, hmm, hmm. Like, do you want to get the mega game? It's and a like... pretty
0: interesting spot because I also don't expect Minnesota to make this all that competitive.
1: Yeah, and I'm wondering if, like, London being out, if, if that's when he's like, okay, we'll give some of that to Bijan. Right. So it's a kind of tough decision. But anyway, uh, next up, we've got Arizona at Cleveland. Uh, another low-total game here. We both have Cleveland. Yeah. Mashing Arizona. Um, the one thing I just want to mention is that we have Amari Mercado out, and so Keonta Ingram will be the running back, but I don't really have a lot of interest. <laughs>
0: so yeah and then they basically just said like kyler we're not gonna put you in against cleveland yeah i honestly think <laughs> if they needed to kyler could play this week it's yeah. just they're like you know what fuck this game we'll see you the week after
1: yeah that's because like
0: he's traveling with the team but i don't i don't think he's gonna play i think it's gonna be clayton toon it is yeah it's gonna so. be clayton toon and i have to say i don't think toon is gonna suck like I don't think he's gonna be a dumpster fire, it's just it's a tough spot for him.
1: Oh yeah, it's 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 a sucky spot to get thrown into in your first chance. So yeah, um but yeah, along with the Mari being out, we've got um presumably Kyler and then Michael Wilson's questionable, and then their backup left guards out for Cleveland. Uh, Dwan Jones is questionable, and then Greg Newsom's out. Uh, David Bell's also out, which I think is mostly relevant because they just traded DPJ, and there's gonna be some vacated snaps there. So like after because after Amari and uh, <laughs> Elijah Moore, I mean, who, who do you think is going to take the spot there?
0: Yeah, <laughs> can we get <laughs> can we get some Cedric Tillman time? Oh, That'd be nice. I I think so, man. I'm 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 ready for it. I think we're going to see Cedric Tillman in his breakout game. Not not like breakout as in you need to start him in DFS. Breakout as in, oh, yeah, they drafted this guy. Huh, uh-huh. why wasn't he playing much? He's pretty good.
1: <laughs> yeah, the only other guy is Marquise Goodwin, and, like, they're not going to give him all the snaps because, like, Cooper and Moore going to be on the field the whole time, and then we'll probably see a mix of Tillman and Goodwin. So
0: Yeah, and they use Goodwin a lot on, like, weird gadget play stuff because he's still super fast, even yeah. though he's, like, 32. They use him on, like, jet sweeps and things.
1: Yeah, he's not playing much. So, yeah, I do – I a good point tillman probably should get a lot of
0: run this game i really hope so he a makes a lot of sense for watson because watson isn't the most accurate right now (sighs) before his whole downfall sort of thing he wasn't like inaccurate but tillman's got a big catch radius and he's super physical he can block well he yaks like he was he was the big body of the class I'm excited to see Tillman.
1: Me too. Yeah, I um, I think that's a that's a good good mention. I I also have I have Amari Cooper not not Amari Amari Cooper as a <laughs> banger here. Um, he's been balling out this year. He's super good. I, he doesn't get enough love. He's been dealing with tough quarterback situation this year, but in the Watson games he has been better. Um, P.J. Walker's still getting the ball to him, but it is an upgrade to have Watson in there. So and the matchups juicy. So I'd like Amari a lot this week and. He uh looking at my sticky notes, I've got a bunch of sticky notes on my desk. He is pretty
0: overdue uh in the touchdown fantasy points department. So mm. yeah. Let's go. So yeah, this is um I think we're taking Cleveland to win and cover pretty much.
1: Um oh, yeah, what's the spread now even? Because it was eight, it it was but it
0: might eight. be even more. Oh god, it is now ten. Oh my god. It's a little tough. I don't that's a lot. I don't know about ten. I would have said eight. Yeah, Atlanta's a now. Lot. Yeah, Atlanta's not favored by three and a half, which
1: I would think I'd take that. They so. went down. Yeah, it's kind of weird. I don't know why it got less. I like, got it shortened. It's odd. Huh. Uh, yeah. Oh, London. I guess London. Oh,
0: yeah. I mean, still like. I mean, Ritter wasn't throwing to London before. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they have won games without him getting the ball. So, God. um. But yeah, anything else with this game or Um uh,
0: Just yeah. really quickly, Cleveland defense, is it worth it to pay up?
1: Uh this is a this is a tough week. Um I mean I have to see much thing on FanDuel, because I did I did end up with one DraftKings draft, like lineup draft that I did where I'm like, okay, like this
0: has the Browns in it. But they're not the most expensive, but to me they make the most sense as like the if you're going to pay up for a defense, you probably go with them.
1: Yeah, there's not, like, all of the cheap running backs are in shit spots. Like, the backups this week are in shit spots. Yeah. Like, Singletary and, like, and Ingram are in terrible spots. The the cheap tight end of Bellinger, it's like, well, it's the Giants. Like, so, there are, there are some values, like, receiver, but there's not, there's no one that looks, like, lovely value-wise. So, I think it makes it a little tougher this week. To pay up a defense it will make your lineup pretty unique and like if they do pop
0: off for that 20 it's worth it yeah i did because on fanduel the falcons are the most expensive defense and <laughs> i'm sorry i know that it's jaron hall but there's yeah, I think absolutely no way i would do that
1: i think it's more palatable on fanduel probably yeah i would say so yeah because like there there are some severe like listen i know the matchup's tough but tony pollard being 6.6 is just dumb like <laughs> so oh, i
0: actually like pollard this week
1: all right well, that, that, that'll be a game we'll get to in a bit but yeah. uh moving on we've got the rams at green bay i i'm pretty I torn on this one <laughs> i don't know i i don't think stafford's gonna play they've talked about him being questionable but i would be surprised if he does go really personally
0: i think he might he hasn't in practice all week he doesn't have a um not that he has to practice, but he doesn't have like an injury that can get worse.
1: What exactly it's... is it on his thumb? I thought it was like a contusion. Basically, they said sprain ulnar collateral ligament in his thumb is what it is.
0: Sprained ulnar collateral. Yeah, interesting. Is that like
1: the one? Is that the one that goes all the way into your elbow? Yeah. The UCL. Okay. Yeah. So that's what. Isn't mm. that what? J- I I know it's in it's the the base of it's in his thumb and not his elbow like
0: Jalen's was, but. That's interesting.
1: I so I was like, I don't think he's gonna play.
0: Yikes! But I mean, that kind of dictates who I pick. Because if yeah, it's cause Brett, Brett Rippin, I am obviously taking the Packers.
1: Yeah, I probably will. But it's not like they're only favored by three, and that's I think that I think that's the assumption of Stafford being out. Like, it's not convincing for me. Is the thing?
0: Oh, definitely not.
1: Like I know I know it's a huge drop off, but it's not, I don't think Ripon is like garbage.
0: it's not, not like garbage but there's a uh there's a timing that stafford has with like cup and all them that is pretty immaculate yeah uh the one thing i did want to say is i i'm assuming this isn't from any inside knowledge but i'm assuming the vibes in green bay are like all-time awful <laughs> oh yeah uh, dude,
1: it's been it's
0: bad there <laughs> Apparently, like darnell savage was one of their best defensive players not darnell savage uh rasul douglas sorry i was just reading it there yeah the secondary squash like i don't know how you walk into the locker room and say we're doing the best we can to win when you just traded like a team leader young like best defensive player yeah so even even betsy agrees it's dumb it is dumb her her line in there i feel bad I feel like I actually feel bad for Packers fans right now. And I know they had a they had it good for a long time, but you know, when you're a, like an actual fan and you really like all the guys on your team and they just go and trade someone like that, that pisses me.
1: Gutukun's yeah, is
0: such a bad GM. Sorry, mini rant. Rand. <laughs> Gutukun's is so fucking bad.
1: <laughs> their their picks the last few years have been garbage. Horrible. And like the, all their a lot of their decisions have been bad too, man. It's tough. So, um as you were ranting, I was looking into Brett Ripon's games. He's got like, I'll say three games worth of like full play time. Okay. So I... one was 2020, so a while ago. That's kind of hard to. That was that was a Jets game.
0: Hey, he won, right?
1: I think so because it was it was Dar- Oh, was that was that Darnold scooting in? Was it? Was 13, that the Darnold 28. Run game? I think that was. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It was the 46 yard touchdown run. Yeah, I remember watching that with Caleb. That was hilarious. Um, that was
0: so fucking
1: funny. So in that game, he targeted uh, Patrick a lot and then Judy a decent amount. And then fast forwarding to 20, 2022, um, his next start, his next, or not on the starter main game, was also against the Jets. Yeah, previously. and he won that one. Did he? I'm pretty sure, right? They lost 9 to 16. Oh, that, that was, that was, that was game. the cursed game. Yeah. Yeah, so he targeted Judy a lot there and, and, and Dulcich and Sutton a good amount, but he, he had the most with Judy. And then he had that game against Arizona as well, and then he targeted uh, Judy the most there. So, huh? I, I guess I was kind of looking into that as like I think he'll like find a guy to get to a lot and kind of stick there. And with the soft matchup with the corners being gone or hurt for Green Bay, I yeah, do you still like Cooper
0: Cup here. Um,
1: yeah, I do. I I, <laughs> I I didn't know. I didn't want to call him a stream because that feels like wrong for Cooper Cup. And Puka's a little banged up. I think he's going to play, of it. but like I feel like it's going get, to all get funneled to, to Cup. I don't know. I'm, that's where I'm kind of leaning there. I, I don't would know how...
0: like Puka over Cup this week if he was health. but Puka does seem banged up, and like it's his knee, so it's not like something he can just sort of shake off.
1: Yeah. So yeah, they've got they've got Jair, but outside of him, their corners are they uh, they got Nixon in the slot and then Carrington Valentine on the other side. So I know. And Jair doesn't look right, man. I'm going to be honest. He doesn't.
0: It's, he's, I'm he's telling you, Joe Barry is horrible. That and, like, I think Jair's back. Like, it's it's been bothering him all year. Yeah, that too. It's it's hurting from having to carry this awful <laughs> defensive scheme for so long. <laughs>
1: oh, man. But um, other injuries. So we've got um, Quay Walker questionable. Um, then Rudy Ford, Darno Savage, and Stokes on IR still. Um, obviously, we mentioned Stafford for the Rams. Koo, uh, Puka is questionable. I think he'll play, but we'll see. Um, Havenstein uh, has not yeah. practiced all week. I uh, said Ravenstein. He has not practiced all week, so we'll see there. Oh, I thought um, that was me. <laughs> Raven, I, like, I like Ravenstein better. That's a me cool too. name. <laughs> yeah. Or like, I have this Ravenstein that i drink out of
0: in germany we go to the ravenstein (laughs) i will be
1: i will be sober nevermore um (laughs) and then ernest jones is out and kobe durant our favorite name is
0: questionable ah goat name Mm -hmm. you name your kid kobe durant like you're setting them up for such amazing success in sports In sports.
1: (laughs) Oh, man. I I wonder if his parents were disappointed he wasn't a basketball player. Right. (laughs) He gave you this great basketball name, and now...
0: You're playing football, huh?
1: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I did want to mention Henderson. Um, He's been the lead back, and there's also the possibility the Rams just try to keep this very run-heavy, which you can do against Green Bay. Mm -hmm. So the problem is the Rams' run blocking has not been good, so I'm not sure if that's going to be wonderful, but... He'll get a good yeah. amount of involvement, I say. So.
0: The one thing is, though, is that the Packers' run D has been also pretty bad. Yeah, it's it's a movable force and stoppable object kind of thing. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so. Who fails harder? Exactly. So we'll, we'll see how that ends up for them. But uh, anything
1: else with this game before we move on?
0: I do think there's a scenario that I'm not going to bet on, but I do think there is one where... Matt LaFleur gets his head out of his ass and actually runs the ball with Aaron Jones like he should. Because, like, the Rams' run D is pretty beatable. Yeah, it's just Aaron Dottle, and you got to get past him. And if you do, you're good. (laughs) Yeah, so you just run it to, like, the outside with your tackles. Uh, Like, it's definitely possible that the Packers could run all over the Rams this game. Um, But I don't think they will, because even when they had Rodgers and no wide receivers, and the same running back duo, but younger, it took them like 14 weeks to figure it out. <laughs> so troll. <sighs>
1: but, yeah, anyway, next up, our uh, our highest total game of the main slate so far. Uh, Washington and New England at a whopping 41 here. Um, New, <laughs> New England's favorite by 2.5 right now. We're both taking New England. They are pretty banged up, but Washington's defense is gone. Um, They got rid of Young, they got rid of Sweat, Uh,
0: Cody Barton's on IR, like... I actually just wrote about this, so I did like a little, you know, we're halfway through the season, let's do 32 takeaways, one for each team, and I cannot, for the life of me, understand what the fuck Washington is doing. So, the reason I brought up with the Packers last game, you know, trading Rasul Douglas, does not send a good lesson, a good uh, lesson or message to your locker. But trading away Chase Young and Montez Sweat when you are very much in the wild card race with yeah. an offense that is way overperforming, there is absolutely no way I am taking Washington in this game. The vibes in there must be absolutely dead. Cause like, okay, if you look at the NFC, right? You've got the Niners and the Seahawks, so that's a division winner and a wild card. You have the Eagles and the Cowboys, that's a division winner and a wild card. And then you've got the NFC North, which is just the Lions, because Kirk's done for the year, Yeah. and the NFC South, which is only going to put one team in the playoffs. Yeah, presumably. So there is one open wild card spot there that nobody wants, (laughs) and i don't if like we... washington's three and five their schedule's not too bad and they basically just blew up the year already and i think that's really pathetic if we get two nfc south teams in the playoffs i'm gonna be so sad <laughs> there shouldn't be rate, any it looks <laughs> like that's the most likely scenario it'll be the falcons and the saints
1: yeah because the saints have like an easy schedule is the problem and then the falcons made the switch
0: so i think they'll you know, get their way there, so I'm just like, well, what the fuck? Alright. like the, the Giants are toast. The Packers are toast. The Vikings are toast. The Bears might go on a run with Fields. I'm not banking on that. Buccaneers yeah. are toast. Panthers are already toast. Yeah, there are only like I don't I don't like there I think there
1: are only four teams in the NFC that I think like actually have a chance to like get to and win a Super Bowl. Right, right. <laughs> like and why is I like, I love the lines with it. That even might be a stretch. I don't know. Like,
0: yeah, F- I agree.
1: Philly, Dallas, Detroit and San Fran. Like, I like, like Seattle's cool, but like, I don't think they're going to. Yeah, same. And, like, it's really just Philly. Like, if we're being <laughs> really honest with ourselves. If we're
0: being completely honest.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like, can we just have the NFC flow over a bit? Because there there's going to be a team or two from the AFC who miss that, like, should are be better. there.
0: Yeah. yeah. I just, I'm i'm sorry for the rant but washington what the fuck are you doing that's so that's so sad and like how on earth do you tell your locker room like to try in this game (laughs) yeah i don't know that's the thing and so
1: with that yeah they also are going to be missing injury wise their left guard stromberg and then curtis samuel is out yeah that's that's, that's always bound to happen at some point every year. It's just a matter of yeah. when for him. Yeah. Um, and then on the New England side, we've got a lot of guys out as well. Um, Devontae Parker's out. Uh, Kendrick Bourne's on IR. So procedure is pretty wide open there. A lot of questionables with Trent Brown, uh, Dietrich Wise, uh, Devon Godshow, Barmore, and then Uke, Jonathan Jones, all questionable. <laughs> Judon's still on IR. So <laughs> lots of lots – of, uh, we've got a laundry list here. A nice CVS receipt of injuries in this whole game. It's pretty bad. Um, and then Percy Butler is also questionable for uh, Washington. But I, even with the injuries, I do got to say, I think Mac is a solid option this week. I know. Isn't it gross? I do too. Because he's still got his tight ends. There's Juju, Demario Douglas. I assume they'll have Tyquan Thornton active. Ramondre, of course, too. Like the matchup's going to
0: be just so easy with the secondary and lack of pass rush that. I have been working. Just today on a super unique lineup that it features Mac Jones throwing to DeMario Douglas and Kayshawn Booty. Oh, you want Booty? Uh-huh. And then the rest is all the expensive guys from Philly and Dallas. Did you run that back with either Terry or Dotson? Or... Dotson. He was
1: cheap. Yeah. Are, are you going to go with the motto of, like, Bill shuts down the wide receiver one? Is that going to be your kind of thing? Or...
0: Yeah, that's kind or they, of. Or they hold the
1: wide receiver one.
0: <laughs> yeah, J.C. Jackson's just going to hold him. <laughs> yeah. And I got to be honest, I really like this. Kayshawn Booty is now getting his uh, his chance. And I've seen a lot of little blurbs about him kind of making his way onto the team. Um, I do. Mario Douglas has really performed pretty well. And then you also have Parker and Bornout, as well as Pharaoh Brown, questionable, who loves to just. Sneak in a couple receptions that could go to someone else.
1: Yeah, I right, so this game, I'm thinking we're gonna get a lot of two tight end sets, like a lot, a lot. I mean i I would agree with that because they, they do a lot anyway. So Demario so Douglas is gonna be on the field like probably like a ton of the time. Um, yeah. Juju was just coming back. I think he might be second here. Weirdly enough, they've been playing Jalen Regor over Kayshawn Booty lately. <sighs> but he has he's done nothing so he's i think so they might bad. go, they, <laughs> might go slash, <laughs> they might go back to booty slash say they might go back to booty that sounds fun to say um slash like they're going to have to be active like all the guys who are healthy are going to be active mm-hmm. so my the route i did it like when i was, so when i did that i went mac and douglas and then i was like i can either go juju or i can go like hunter henry and i ended up going hunter henry it was my preferred route
0: just because it saved the receiver spot so ah uh. Yeah, I mean that make, that makes sense. I did have Mandrews because he just strikes me as like I don't want to miss him this week.
1: Yeah, there, it's it's kind of depends on how you want to build your lineup on that. But and the receiver, I went I went Juju as my second receiver in in the one. You know, I'm a
0: Juju uh, apologist there. So, but yeah, this is the game I think that's the sneaky DFS play to pair with the expensive one because the guys in this game are going to be pretty cheap. Yeah, they're super cheap. That's the thing is like. Yep. It costs nothing to make this game happen. In and the lineup, so, I actually, I'm probably taking the over as well, and think that there's a decent amount of scoring in this because let's Washington's defense is ass, especially yeah. now. Um, their secondary was bad. <laughs> this is what I love is they run this quarter style defense and when you run quarters it is absolutely pivotal that you have pressure on the opposing quarterback if you don't then you're just an idiot <laughs> and they yeah. they can't get pressure now and they're going <laughs> like they're going to be in this awful quarters defense like Mac Jones might be an act, like an actual banger this week it's, it's funny.
1: I, uh, so what one, I guess I'll kind of go through it as we mention them. Um, this game features someone I marked as like a kind of notable leverage spot. Um, so it does actually look like there's going to be some love for this game, uh, in the DFS circles. Okay. So, um, Demario Douglas is actually projecting to be pretty popular, weirdly enough, which I, I've been like betting his touchdown props all year and now he's <laughs> popular. Um, right. And then. I don't know if it was Terry or Dotson, but one of them had a lot of yeah. Ter- Terry had some interest too, so I wrote down Brian Robinson as an interesting option. Yeah, because um, I think Ramondre is going to be a bit popular, not like a ton though. Um, which I'd be fine at the, I'd be fine with either running back in this game honestly. Ramondre and B Rob as like you know, this game just kind of sucks and stays close. Or like for the Pats, like Ramondre in the sense of oh they just dominate and they can just give Ramondre a bunch of. Touches. Yeah. So yeah. But anyway, uh <laughs> I think we could move on <laughs> to our next one. We've got Chicago at New Orleans. Um, it doesn't look like a lot of fields back, so we're going New Orleans. Uh along with that, we've got uh Shaquan brisker Nate Davis, chermaine Edmonds, and Terrell Smith still for the Bears. The Saints are pretty healthy aside from anyone on IR. Um I think yeah. they're both in lockstep here. Uh Alvin Kamara week is uh It's a thing. Seems all but imminent. Um as long as Taysom doesn't totally ruin it, but like on track I don't think he'll full...
0: be able to he'll yeah, try like,
1: i we saw Eckler uh get the hundred yard receiving bonus last week. i think that's in play for for Kamara here it is yeah like i i already bet his receiving over um <laughs> <laughs> He's hitting it anyway, like, and now we get Chicago. So. Chicago
0: is one of the worst at the risk, the pass catching running backs. It's been a thing since week one. Yeah, it I've been has betting not it changed. every week. Yeah, I think
1: it's hit every week. So <laughs> his 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 receiving, I think it was like thirty one and a half, right, around that when I when I did it. So this year, um, so week four, 33 yards, just hit it on thirteen catches. Week uh, five, 17 yards, where they dominated. Uh, in New England there. 36 yards in Week 6. 91 yards against Jacksonville and 51 last week. So, and everything but the blowout, he's been getting there. And, you know, this could be a blowout, but I think if it is, it's because of him. So, do you agree, Betsy? Yeah. So, it's, yeah, yeah it's Kamara time. Um, <laughs> Even it's, it's Yeah, it's hilarious because Olave, super duper overdue. Um, like, when you look at all the yards and everything, and then... Michael Thomas also overdue so it's kind of just uh like <laughs> <laughs> the passing game just hasn't been there for anyone but Shahid so it's kind of a weird dichotomy of like okay is the regression like a rapport thing because the chances have been there some like it's like Olave last week the chance was there it just doofed off his head and yeah. should have been a touchdown was it like okay like how does that factor in because stat wise that's target that you know air yard that kind of goes into it but at the same time it's like oh the chance was there you boofed it the the quote-unquote like regression on that side doesn't come in but there's the regression of the efficiency that we stopped the bank on and that's what we're hoping for eventually but i don't know if this is the week i'm like wanting to bank on it to hit
0: yeah i mean the bears secondary is pretty awful so like it's possible but it would have to be early yeah
1: like I, I i thought about doing like a new orleans stack here but i'm like i think i might just go camara i think that's it's yeah that's probably good shock He's <laughs> <laughs> like they have an easy pass matchup but a lot right. of that's gonna be from camara
0: <laughs> right
1: um chicago any interest not nah me neither
0: sad mm-hmm. you know go chicago though if they win i'll be ecstatic yeah fuck the saints
1: <laughs> yeah another another gross game there that I think actually might even have a slightly higher total oh it's tied with New England and Washington so again just a real lovely slate um next up we get <laughs> a 44 that's that's big money on this uh with Seattle at Baltimore We're Both take Baltimore um we've got Lamar here who who said he'd take uh 10 minute dinner with Jesus over a trillion dollars so he's he's locked in we can mm-hmm. sign him up for 40 burger. You know, he's been locked in since he tweeted Johnny to that one riddle. So, <laughs> I mean, my man is in the fucking zone. He's in he's the ready. zone. He's um, ready. But, no, he he has actually been fucking insane this year. He's been so good. He <laughs> has been. been.
0: I think people are uh, underestimating just how good he is without his rushing ability. And I just wanted to say, this was part of my article, too. Like, people will say his best attribute is his rushing and the Use that as like a slight against him, when in reality, it is his best attribute. But it is not a slight against no, yeah. his passing. It is an addition. It's an accoutrement. He is actually quite good at reading defenses and passing as well. Yeah, so that he... narrative needs to die. Yeah, he he
1: uses his nobility well as a passer too. I think that's in the, like the thing that goes overlooked a lot. And this is something I noticed from him. Like literally, the draft process was, his pocket movement is super good, and he can do it so quickly, and like, do it to an extent where he'll move a bunch and still like reset, or he does he does a lot of like really funny position throws, like where, oh, like he'll jump for no reason too. It cracks me up. He's he's <laughs> like very he's like very unserious with his play style. It's, it's it's very amusing. Um, I love him though. He's yeah, he's so good. The uh his touchdown pass to Andrews last week was one of them. It was the last week or the week before anyway. There was a touchdown pass to Mandrews he had where he, he was like, he pumped fake and then stopped and then like was falling back and kicking his leg up as he threw, and it was a <laughs> touchdown. I'm just like, what the fuck, man?
0: Um, but I like the Lamar to Mandrews this week. Are you on board? Yes, sir. All on board. Yeah. I do have the pay up for Mandrews in a lot of DFS. And
1: he's not even like that expensive as <laughs> the he's thing. He's really not. So yeah, it's not too tough to get there. Um, on the Seattle side, I like DK a lot this week. Baltimore's pretty man heavy. DK is back. Uh apparently he was like sick sick last week on Saturday before the game. Oh. Uh he mentioned he was like throwing up, I guess. Jeez. So and then um off the, I don't know if he's off the injury board, but he got a full practice in. So that's always good news. So yeah, I like him a lot this week. He got like he got five targets in the in inside the twenty last week and nothing converted for him. So <laughs> He, that happened to him last year he was getting a ton of looks there and just nothing ever stuck for him so he's he he's not over to yardage wise but he's getting he get he i mean he's a massive fucking target of course he can get a lot of looks down there so those should start hitting
0: at some point and they're gonna be like him versus man usually i uh, yeah, i do i like d k this week I do think there's a chance Baltimore beats the ever loving shit out of Seattle
1: yeah that's also a
0: possibility i <laughs> I do think it's more like it's most likely that Seattle keeps it close um, because they tend to hang in games. But for DFS purposes, I'm probably only looking at, at DK from Seattle because, like, I think people don't understand how good the Ravens defense is. Like, Kyle Van Noy is a backup for them, and he's really good. They they just have so many ways to pressure the quarterback. They're good at safety with Kyle Hamilton. Their corners aren't even bad. Like and like the thing with Seattle is their O line is not good.
1: No, yeah, that's that's a big concern I've got. Um They I don't think there's any injuries to note for them, like that that are new or anything. Um and then on the Ravens' side, Morgan Moses is out. That's always a big bummer, missing a tackle. And then Marcus Williams crossed up is getting limited in. Yeah. Like Seattle, they're not hurt on the o line right now. Like I don't not that I'm aware of. Like they're just Oh, Abraham Lucas. That's they're missing him.
0: Yeah, he's so that's right one. tackle, right?
1: Yeah. That's one though. Like <laughs> their line right now is yeah, it's not very good. So that's the uh, Charles Cross saw it at least, but he's kind of yeah, it. yeah, like their tackles were good and they're missing one. So <laughs> I think yeah, I do think there is a chance that Baltimore just smacks them. One thing I noticed last week with Seattle's defense was I was like, how the fuck is Cleveland staying in this game? Like at the moment, based on how like the setup was and it was they were yakking like PJ Walker is passing over hit because of yak. And Baltimore utilizes that decently. And I think Zay is someone I also want to mention, too. I don't know if I want to call him like full banger, but he might be like he's I think he's a little overdue too, actually uh, touchdown wise.
0: He is. He's been getting a ton of receptions, but not finding the end zone.
1: Yeah, and Seattle's been a team where we've, we've kind of had the was it the, the yak hit. And like, last week was a good example of that. I also have a missed tackles uh, thing in here. Let me find it. Oh, okay, so missed tackles per game. Houston is first. Then the Panthers and the Jets and the Rams. Um, ta- Houston and Carolina are, like, way, way up in first as bad. <laughs> so, that's kind of interesting. I guess, is that better for... I don't know Mevins, we'll get there. Um, <laughs> and then best has been uh, Cowboys. Like, there's a few teams that are pretty solid. Cowboys, Chiefs, Niners, some of them. Cardinals, actually.
0: Yeah, that's why the Cardinals have, st- you know, they've played sound football despite uh, a pretty bad roster.
1: Yeah, Titans are good there too. Yeah, like the Cardinals have been sound tackling. That's been saving them pretty much. That's what's funny. <laughs> fundamentals baby um i think gus is a solid option here i don't have any real feeling on him either way
0: i don't love him i think he'll be fine but the seahawks did just get leonard williams Oh, that is true i forgot about that and even though he's not gonna pressure lamar very much he is gonna just stop the run if it goes near him in the gap
1: yeah i I, I forgot to write that in yeah that's that's a good point so yeah that's I guess another factor towards Lamar is the running will be a little tougher. Do you think Seattle is going to turn into a tight end funnel again this year?
0: I think they already like sneakily are. People yeah, they've just not played any it yet.
1: Yeah, like Njoki was good last week and he was yakking a bunch, but like I was looking through their tight end list and they've like literally just not played any, so yeah. it's hard to gauge. Um, so I mean, I, I could see that kind of returning because like with with that with them adding guys up front and their corners, you know, playing well now and being healthy, that they might we might see that kind of hit again. Um, but next up we've got Tampa at Houston. Um, the game I kind of briefly referenced there, uh, injury wise, we've got, uh, Matt feeler, their left guard, uh, for Tampa and then Logan Hall, the D end out. And then Vita Vea is probably back for Houston. Uh, there's no Robert Woods, no Damian Pierce, and then no Brevin Jordan and Rankins is questionable. He's gotten limited in all week. So looking good for him there. The, uh, so this game, I'm liking this game as a stack option this week. Rough mat, rough run matchups for both teams, especially Tampa. Um yeah. And then Ove is in, especially Houston too. If it's just single Terry, um, he's not really known for his tackle breaking like Pierce is. <laughs> um, and then the pass matchups are good for both teams too. Like, it's Tampa's been a pass funnel. I think Houston's kind of at that point right now. So, like they're both gonna need to pass to move the ball, and I think they're both gonna
0: be able to. So yeah. yeah. I think they Houston's both fine uh, is healthy so the only thing like going against the passing for Tampa is just Baker. Yeah. Really poorly, <laughs> but Yeah, like hopefully he can manage that, man. Ugh. Hopefully he just remembers he has Mike Evans, um like he did last week against the Bills and oh my god, they scored and made the game close at the end, so, you know, there's always that. Yeah, the
1: the main issue on the stack there is that like Mevins got on our low pricey. But like going going Stroud tank and Nico is pretty palatable, so it's not like hard to add in. Like you you can still do Nico, tank Stroud, Mevins, and play Camara. Like it's
0: yeah, very like I have lineups with that. So yeah, yeah. I'm trying to work out one where I get Camara and Drews and it's got a lot of the Washington New England game. But I'll probably yeah. add in some from this game too, like Tank.
1: Yeah, the, uh, yeah, we got a pretty similar one because I've got one with Mack and then Kamara and then Douglas and Juju and Mandrews. Like, so, pretty, pretty similar
0: trains of thought there, I think. I do like both the tight ends in this one. I'll say that. Yeah, I like Schultz more, especially with Brevin Jordan out because Brevin Jordan doesn't oh, true. Yeah, block super much, but he did take receptions from him. Um, and the Texans don't get that much pressure. They're not bad, but they're not great at it. So I do like cotton. And I just think Schultz is a, a really good weapon for uh, Stroud. And Stroud gets rid of the ball really fast.
1: Uh-huh. And then I do want to know, Noah Brown's the wider seed for three right now. With Woods out, he's getting snaps over Mechie mostly. So, yeah, he's only like 3,100. So if you need someone else to fill in your lineup. I think he's worth a worth a go to, yeah. But I'm imagining the running backs; I, they'll, they'll get their catches. So like in PPR leagues, if you need them, they're fine. But they're not something I'm I'm not trying
0: to get them in DFS, and definitely not on FanDuel. Yeah, no. Uh, Rashad White is basically just Najee light. He's <laughs> kind of good at catching, but he's not. He he's an awkward build size where he's not. Big enough to bulldoze people, but he's not small enough to be super shifty and avoid tackles. So he just kind of is out there, like we out here getting (laughs) tackled a lot. He's gonna get his receptions. He's fine in PPR, but he's not great. He's not gonna have a good rushing. Um, Yeah, for sure.
1: One (laughs) one last guy I want to mention here is uh, Trey Palmer. He's he's the solidified wide receiver three now for the Bucks. And they're not really a 2 tight end team. So he's been playing, like, the same number of snaps as Godwin and Evans um, pretty much since that. Well, not fully, but, like, last week, he was right up there with them, like, a couple snaps behind. The two weeks before, he was getting two-thirds of the snaps right after the bye. And even since week three, he's been pretty involved. But he's been getting more targets lately. Week six, he got seven targets. Week eight, he got six targets. So yeah. they're looking his way more. And so, again, he's 3,200. Someone else, I think, you can kind of, like, toss into the to the game stack if you you need some value you're trying to you're trying to do the stack and play
0: Camaro like I am then you know might be helpful (laughs) I am curious how much work Chase Edmonds gets I'm not going to use him in DFS not this week but he kind of does the exact thing that Rashad White brings to the table but he's better at
1: that yeah, he got three targets last week, so he's, he, he's got eaten a little bit on the target share
0: thing. Yeah, which, if anything, is just le- it's less about a boon for Edmonds and more of a maybe avoid Rashad White. Yeah.
1: I mean, he still did get seven targets last week, but this was also Edmonds' first week back in a while, mm-hmm. so that probably just start to favor him a little more, I would say. So, yeah. Yeah. But anything else here before we jump to 4 p.m.?
0: 4 p.m. 4 p.m.
1: <laughs> um, we've got Indy at Carolina here. Um, injury-wise, there's a bit to go through. So questionable for uh, Carolina. We've got Chark and then uh, Justin Houston and Von out, And also Leviska's out just, you know, for some snaps there. <laughs> uh, Josh Downs is questionable. He's limited. He came up later in the week on Thursday on the practice report. So keep an eye on him. Um, hopefully, yeah, that's
0: that, that's got to be a practice
1: injury, sadly. Yeah. Yeah, we'll... we'll, we'll Keep an eye on the news throughout the day and stuff. Um Juju, Brents, their corner, and Smith, their tackle, are out. Um, they've also have Blake Freeman break yeah, Blake Freeland, but that took me a while, uh, questionable, but he hasn't practiced all week and he's Smith's backup. So there's a chance they're really hurting their at, at uh, left tackle. And then Zaire is questionable, but I don't think he plays because he hasn't practiced yet. And then they shipped out um, their one defensive lineman the other week. So
0: pretty pretty weak up there right now for them. yeah say panthers side they're also pretty hurt they started to come back and then i think some of them just got re-injured it's uh man this week's like kind of annoying i'll be honest like it's a tough week it's a really tough week it just is it just is um i'm still taking indy and it's really just like my sort of belief in steichen and how he's done with the offense even with gardner Minshew. They've been averaging just under 26 points a game, which is ahead of the Lions, Ravens, and Chiefs uh, in terms of points per game. Where the a ton. They have. Like, his offense is really fun to watch. Um, Panthers are averaging about 18 a week, which is tied with the Jets. It's gotten a little better lately. I mean, they still only got 15 points last week yeah let me say they've they've looked more competent lately i think a little bit i mean the reason they won last week is because the fullback for houston fumbled and gave the ball to them yeah to kick a field to... Goal. so i'm not i'm not really on carolina um i still don't have that much faith in frank reich And I have a lot more faith in
1: Steichen. Yeah, I'll probably end up on the Colts here. I just wasn't sure initially. Um, The the run matchup is great here. Like, JT should smash. The main thing is, will he get enough fucking carries in the second half? Fucking hell. That was so dumb. He should have gotten, like, 200 yards. He should have.
0: He got, like, 90 on the first drive.
1: Yeah, like I I saw, like, (laughs) oh... First half's winding down, he's got 92 yards, heck yeah, he's gonna get, like, another 100 and a touchdown, (laughs) fucking smash, and then just doesn't do dick. I'm like, what the fuck, man? And I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know if he was, like, a little banged up, Like he's on the injury report now, he's like, no, I haven't seen him on it, and then, I don't know, man, It's, it's, so, like, unless there's some pitch count we don't know about, but...
0: Yeah, I don't get it, he only had... One more carry than Zach Moss, and only one carry in the second half.
1: Yeah, so that's I was like, maybe there is like a play he came up a little limpy. They decided, hey, we're not gonna risk it, like, because at this point, like, okay, like I don't think they need to run John
0: Taylor into the ground this year. No, they don't. So maybe maybe that's (laughs) what it was. But yeah, it is a run funnel. So like JT should beat the shit out of this uh, run game, and Zach Moss has a pretty good matchup too. Yeah, it's what's funny. Like <laughs> Porque no los dos. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like
1: if, if you got second Boston at least still he's still usable, which is funny. Um his <laughs> resurgence. Um I think the Carolina pass game makes sense here. The Colts secondary is not good, and then they're already bad, like are they now they're missing Juju Brents. so obviously if you got feeling you're, you're still play, you're keeping on playing him, and then I think Mingo is uh someone I wanna mention here. He's been pretty heavily involved lately yeah so, finally let's go yeah he's gotten let me check his targets well look like at snap so snap Share, he and shark and thielen are like the only receivers seeing the field basically um terrence marshall got four snaps and he's you know oh sorry like i, I missed him in lavis cup it's kind of a funny slip there uh <laughs> They're both yeah, Mingo. Junior. yeah Mingo got five targets last week um then there, there's a bye, he got three and seven, so he's been getting a you know a fair amount of looks. Obviously Theon's still the one. Um Chark's coming in a little banged up too, so we I think we could see Mingo, you know, got we got more involved up the bye. This is a good matchup, so maybe maybe we see him find the end zone for the first time in his, in his career now.
0: Yeah. And then of course, gotta mention Tommy Tremble finding <laughs> the end zone again. <laughs> I know that it's gonna it takes a little while sometimes with these tight ends, but he outsnapped Hayden Hurst last week. Keep believing in the tremble, man. He's he making him tremble. Yeah, said so he, he did outsnap Hayden
1: Hurst last week. Out targeted him, out snapped him. Let's go. Maybe, so maybe it's just taking
0: forever for him, and that happens. It's okay. Hey, Chuba Hubbard has beaten out Miles Sanders for the job officially. Yeah. So. I thing is,
1: it's his third <laughs> year, but he, he's still only 23.
0: Yeah, he's, he's like he's a fresh surreal. 23, too. So. <laughs>
1: Like he's he's June, so he's like a fresh twenty three. Yeah, he's so young. So he's Tommy, but soon he'll be Thomas
0: Tremble. <laughs> Thomas Tremble.
1: Is that like I feel like that's what happens when uh, Thomas the Train goes through? There's a Thomas Tremble.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, but yeah, this this is an interesting game. This is a forty four total. Let me I make sure I has a change. Yeah, forty four total. Um, culture fair by two and a half. So this is one of the juicier games of the week I'm, I'm a little torn how i want to approach this game dfs wise because like i need to make a choice but like i'm not sure if i'll have the uh, ability to get to jt in a lineup and then like downs is banged up so i'm
0: like i don't really know but this, that, that'll be that'll be something i, I decide tomorrow i think <laughs> i think if you go mac jones and a and a cheap patriots wideout, you actually can get camara jt and mandrews yeah, that's true. Dude. Yeah, that's
1: if you go the Chiefs stack then you can definitely do that. Um but next up we've got the Giants of the Raiders. Um 37 and a half total, rated favored by 2. It's, you know it's bad when you've got your starting quarterback back, you're going on the road to a team who just lost their head coach, switch quarterbacks,
0: and you're still not favored. And <laughs> you Uh, I don't really know who to take in this one. I like both Jacobs and Barkley, so I like both run games. Um, Max Crosby is going to be in Daniel Jones's lap this whole game. Dude, yeah, it's... (laughs) Like, I was talking about defenses earlier and viable ones. I actually think the Raiders make sense as... I guess they're kind of expensive on some slates, but they're they're a really good option too. <laughs> yeah.
1: They're probably not owned in your league is like a good thing too. Like if you need to stream a defense. Yeah. So um, I don't want to use the giants defense. They're the min price on DK. So they're popular, but I don't want to go there just cause like they just lost Leonard Williams. So, yeah. And then um, I, I think the, I think the Raiders are going to keep it pretty simple. Like quarterback switch, different head coach different coordinator it's probably going to be heavily centered around jacobs and Devonte. so like i like them both it this is another tough dfs decision i've had where jacobs is popular do i do the Devonte pivot and i'm like well they could both work out They might just be the two of them i'm like do i just fade this game altogether? like Devonte is a price pivot from the guys in the next game it's it's all really tough decision this slate's got a lot of game theory to it and i've got a billion sticky notes like a fucking madman in front of me so
0: <laughs> that's okay my dogs were freaking out just because of how gross this game will be.
1: Got, you, they heard you talking about Max Crosby. He, <laughs> he, he was barking during the game. He's got that dog in him. he got that dog um, in him. Also, Max, you, you can take another take of a video if you accidentally almost say the N-word of the stutter. Like, it's okay. Um, <laughs> uh, injury-wise in this game, Thymes is back. No Waller, no Tyrod, no Graham Gannot. Uh, and then... Got a bunch of questionable linemen who were limited Friday for the Raiders. No Divine Diablo, no Jakob Johnson, and no Munford. He's the right tackle. He, uh, he was playing better than Luminor, so they put him in. So now it's back to Luminor.
0: Dude, no Graham Gano. That's actually pretty big. Yeah. In and, and a, a low-gross game like this, yeah. Like, if Cade York misses an extra point, and they have to go for two the rest of the game... <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, this at least K. York's awful. not like the worst or anything. Yeah, but we, yeah, no has Leonard Williams record. is really softening up this run D too. Oh, I know. That's because they're they were one of the teams we talked about where when they played the Bills, their defense looked a lot more competent. We're like, I think their defense is figuring things out. Now they've lost Leonard Williams. Uh, they're gonna go back probably a little bit on that stoutness in the run D. Which is Mm. kind of why I like Jacobs. Yeah, it's uh,
1: yeah, it should just be. I I feel like this is a very concentrated game of like just three guys that we can kind of rely on.
0: I do think Bellinger is one of them.
1: Yeah. So yeah, he is the mid price on DK, and I think he's in
0: play. Like he's not chalky to speak. So he really should be because Daniel Jones likes him. uh, Um, They've got a rapport. So they've got a rapport. We're talking run game. Run game works with tight end and. I mean, the Raiders aren't, you know, particularly good on defense in that. Yeah, especially with, like, Diablo out, too, so. Right.
1: Mm-hmm. And then, what were you about to say with, with uh, Kay York, Like, <laughs> he's not the worst, but you were saying he's, like, not, like, anything.
0: Yeah, I mean, good. he did get cut. Yeah. From the Browns. Uh, so.
1: It's, just, it's like someone we've heard of, I guess that's a helpful bit. <laughs> yeah. Just <laughs> so a heard random of him. guy, yeah. So, anything else for this game before we go on? No, that's about it. <sighs> T- it's probably <laughs> plenty, honestly. Yeah. T- um, next up, we've got the last game of the main slate with Dallas at Philly. We both have Philly. The total is 47 now, and
0: Philly favored by three. 47. Did- mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'm pretty confidently taking Philly. Same. <laughs> <laughs> I- I-
1: yeah, I will mention injury-wise, so Bradley Roby's out. Boston Scott's out. Um, that only matters because the Giants. Um, their backup is yeah. missing, um, and then... For Dallas, they really need Tyron Smith here. Um, he's questionable um, that he got limited Friday. And then his backup, uh, Chuma Adoga, also was questionable on limited Friday. So we'll see
0: if they make it. We shall see. Hopefully, we would like for that to be as good of a game as it can be.
1: Yeah. I. Uh, so this, this is the game of the week in the main slate. Everyone's yeah. stacking it. This is where, you know, this is the popular one. A.J. Brown, C.D. Lamb hurts especially and also Dak like they're popular so oh yeah tight ends everyone's looking at this game um where where are you at with this game as a whole i guess is like the game script is going to happen who
0: you're targeting what's your what's your mo here um i i guess i kind of think the eagles are gonna run a lot so i like swift actually um, quite a lot in this one, part of that is because I don't think Dallas has a very good run d, even if statistically it might say that they do uh I'm not a fan of it, mm-hmm. <laughs> especially against this filio line. they can just bully, I mean even like good run defenses they can bully, and I think Dallas's is pretty weak uh so yeah, I'm big on Swift, I think gainwell probably gets carries too. Mm-hmm. I do like both the tight ends um in this one as well. I like Goddard and Ferguson. I'm just I'm not sold on too many Dallas players. I do like Pollard more than I think other people do. He's so keeping of, DFS this week, man. I know. <laughs> they like they kind of need him to have a big game, and I like I think he'll end up being a really big big part of the offense
1: yeah like they need him involved whether that's running or receiving they just need him getting the ball more yeah
0: yeah it's
1: i so what you mentioned the dallas the dallas run defense so we we talked about micah parsons evolution as a defender a lot and how at first his big weakness was run defense he proved that a bit but he's still not good at the diagnosing and the motion and especially option really and problems because he, like, overcommits and chases. And, well like, a lot of times you'll see him, like, chasing the back end of a play. Like, how the fuck is he coming from behind? He's a D-lineman. Like, what's going on? Right. Um And so, I think it being Hurts and Swift in the option there, like, they literally just do run options all the time. It, I think will work well against this defense. Like, so, no Van in the middle there. Yep. Parsons is going to have to diagnose and decide. He's not good at not going 100%. <laughs> um <laughs>
0: Yeah, he's amazing at rushing the quarterback,
1: but mm, he's then, like,
0: not really good at stopping when he gets even, and like yeah, containing and waiting out the run.
1: Uh, uh-huh. like, he he needs to work on the patience and diagnosis. Yeah, yep. And so I think I think Philly's run D matches up well against Dallas here. Yeah, I think we're on the same page there because like Parsons can blow up a play behind the line of scrimmage, but absolutely. I this, yeah, this is I think this is a scenario where they're going to kind of put him in a pickle a bit. <laughs> so, and so Swift, going back to DFS a lot, he's someone who's a huge leverage piece. I think he'll get some love in his own right, but the majority of this game is Hurts, A.J. Brown, CD. So DeAndre Swift kind of says nope to all that in a way. Not necessarily <laughs> nope for sure, but him having a like a top outcome game means those guys don't. Yeah. So... He's And, like, the tight ends are getting, like, not a ton of love, but some love. He's, like, insane correlated leverage off of a lot of guys. So it reminds me, it, it's a little different. There was a slate last year where Arizona-Seattle was chalk. I think TK was out. Like, Rondale was chalk. Another Arizona guy was chalk. Oh, no, yeah, Rondale, James Conner, and Tyler Lockett were all chalk. And so I went to Kenneth Walker because he, and this was an example I used in an article, too, actually because he was leveraged off everybody. and Like, he wasn't super unpopular, but he wasn't, you know, a highly rostered, you know, he, he's someone who, okay, he and James Conner are not going to do well together, really. Right. Um, Kenneth Walker doing well, they're controlling the game. I'm saying, like, okay, he's getting it, not lock it. And then, you know, with Rondell Moore, I'm like, okay, it's you know, that's kind of not a strong negative correlation, but a bit of one is how I saw it. So he was just kind of leverage off that game and it worked out so that's kind of what I'm seeing with Swift here I think Pollard kind of like at least on DraftKings like on FanDuel Pollard's gonna be super popular um Pollard's getting a little love on DraftKings but I I think again like if he is even better for Swift in this in this play DFSY so he's probably like um there are a couple leverage spots I, I like I mentioned Devontae um being one of my top ones just because, like, you know, off of Jacobs, but they, I think they could all work out. Like, New Orleans passing with Michael Thomas, that one makes sense a lot. But I think the one that tracks the best and gains you the most is
0: DeAndre Swift. Yeah, and that's where I'm leaning, so I like that. <laughs> uh-huh. It just makes a lot of sense to me. Like, A.J. Brown is always a fine pick because he's A.J. fucking Brown. Right? Yeah, but <laughs> he got his record. <laughs> he did, but... I don't like Devontae Smith as much because I see the pocket collapsing around Hertz more quickly. Um, and Devonte Smith is more like a surgical sort of target, whereas Brown, you can just, like, fuck it, he down there somewhere. <laughs> I see a little bit more of those kind of passes going to Goddard and Swift in more of a quick throw game. Um, so I still like Hertz. I really like Swift. AJ Brown's good for me as well. And Goddard. Um, I'm a little iffy on Dak. I gotta be honest.
1: <laughs>
0: I'm a little iffy on Dak. I, he played really well. I think he's fine. But if there's going to be a game where Philly fans get to see what Kevin Bayard brings to a team. Oh, I forgot. I forgot about writing him as an addition. Yeah. Yeah. It's gonna be him and it's gonna be this game. Yeah, you, like we know Dak is throwing a pick. I mean, yeah. So they are
1: missing Bradley <laughs> Roby, but they've still got Bradbury, Bayard, Slay, Blake and Chip, so it's not like it's Scrubs around him per se. No. Those are I mean, those are basically those are the starters, aren't they? Yeah, no, I'm saying like like Bradley Roby's missing in, in the slot. So but like the other corners are all good is what I mean. Oh, okay. Like yeah. the other secondary members are all solid players, yeah. Uh, so I think Sydney Brown has got something down there, but he's going to be the the backup there. So if anything like this, again, if anything, the middle of the field's the easier spot. Yep. Um, yeah, it's Fergie. You know, I'm seeing gets in the slot some too, but they really need to get Pollard going here.
0: They do. Put Pollard in the slot. Shit. <laughs> he can do it. Who says no? Who says he's no? S- he's a good receiver. He's six feet tall. Mm-hmm.
1: i i don't like the other like secondary receivers for dallas this game for what it's worth like i'm not really feeling galloper cooked. i don't think the matchup lends to them no in
0: fact i really do not like gallop <laughs> yeah take it to a trot <laughs> and scott left Enough. You
1: know? <laughs> that's heard to <of> disconnect
0: <laughs> now the the dogs were borking, so i gave a little mute right when you finished that <laughs> i was like that's perfect timing Perfect dog
1: board. Yeah. If anyone's still here uh, after that <laughs> joke, uh, our next game is the Sunday night game, uh, Buffalo and Cincy. I-, I assume we were good on that last game. Yeah. So we um, we're both taking Cincy. They've kind of had the Bills number. Again, this is a great game. Uh, not on the main slate. 50 and a half total now since he favored by two. The total is flying up. I know.
0: I'm excited. I don't think the total should keep climbing though. They're, this is about right, I'd say. This is about right.
1: And there's some defensive improvements, so the Bills added Russell Douglas, and Cincinnati may have ADG back, which is huge for them because their tackle has been shit. So, this is this is a kind of interesting game to break down because we've got so many matchups between it. Um, the Bills secondary, they I think they lost Kyler Elam, he went on IR. So they were even more banged up, so they really needed a corner. Getting Russell Douglas was pretty big for them. Um, I don't know if I got season saving, but it's, <laughs> it's pretty huge. Cause now they've actually got like, you know, Teron Johnson in the slot and Russell to go to the right corner. So I've just got the one kind of corner. weakness I with Benford, they've got their, their safeties, which P- Poyer has been a little, little tough this year. High has been solid though. Um, and then up front, it's, the uh, Vaughn Miller stuff's been weird to me. Like, I don't know what their plan is with him in a snap share, but anyway, it, it helps solidify their defense a bit, but it's, it's still not, great um I still think Chase can beat any of them yes this has got to be and maybe I'm like coping this has got to be T Higgins time
0: right um I mean I think that he's definitely in play I still expect Chase to do well yeah I mean
1: I guess like Russell Douglas is big so he'll be on T but is he even gonna play like they just got him I don't know. That's that's the thing too. He might like if he doesn't play. That's a huge change too. I think he might. I but... think he will.
0: Is what it looks like.
1: So I mean, yeah. But that that also is part of it. Like if, if I don't know if they'll do sides or guys. Probably sides. But I mean, there's there's he might be more prone to a miscommunication or something too today like in this game that night. So hmm. um, I do want to say out of anything I. I want it to be T. Higgins time, but I'm really worried it might be Joe Mixon time. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Um, I will I will mention, so he got a full practice in Friday. He had, like, a chess designation, so if he doesn't play, or we got some more news, obviously that changes, but the Bills' run D has been weak, and they Too got Russell Douglas. Sure, that's cool, but, like, they haven't really fixed the run, run D. Um, and the Bengals' line dominated last week. They did. And like they meshed over the bye they're getting healthier and like this is a high scoring game and Joe Mixon's like their only running back and their matchup is decent so I I do hate to say I think I like Joe Mixon here like yeah I don't blame you bringing it all together Ugh. and we know like <laughs> when, I, when I hate a running back and recommend him. <laughs> it has a good track record unfortunately I mean, so. the
0: thing with Mixon is he doesn't really need to be all that efficient on the ground because he can, no. if he gets one good block, he finds himself in the end zone.
1: Yeah. Like I think since
0: he's got the advantage here for sure with like the blocking.
1: Yeah. The, the line yard metrics don't show it because of how the team started. But at the moment, I think we both agree
0: that since the line has the advantage. Yeah it definitely does uh the only real guy on buffalo that i think is good at stopping the run is probably ed oliver and even then like if cordell volson can effectively run black eric armstead then i'm not too worried about it yeah so
1: that's that's kind of my one of my big ifs because like the the offenses are gonna go they're gonna get their passing going but the difference, might, the difference, like, in the game might just be, like, which team runs better. I and mean, we know the Bills, <laughs> like, <laughs> they run some. They've gotten a little better about it, but they're still not a running team. So. Yeah. They I keep, do still
0: like okay. Cook, though.
1: Yeah. Oh, my God. Please, for the love of God, stop giving Latavius Murray goal line carries. Holy fucking shit. I don't oh, know I what have this to- notion of, like, Give the big guy the ball, like comes from at the goal line, but he's too fucking tall at this he's point. He's like, six
0: yeah. Yeah,
1: he's like he's tall as shit, and like like when he came into the league, he was he was fast and powerful, and like you could do that. But now he's too tall at this age to be effective at the goal line, and he's he just getting stood up over it, over yeah. <laughs> like just give it to James Cook, have him go outside, heck, like, have him shoot in faster. Like just use challenge. I don't it know, it but Ty like
0: Ty Johnson,
1: like no, yeah, that, like, like they brought in Lenny for this reason, I think. I don't know. I'm just like. I'm getting so pissed off watching Latavius. Like, listen, I'm one of, like, the biggest Latavius Murray stands out there. Like, <laughs> I like him. Like, he did a lot for the Raiders. He was good there. He's been a good back a lot of his career. He's solid, serviceable. But, like, please, please stop giving him the goal line touches, man. It is so dumb. I think I think they finally figured that out, like, with getting Lenny in there. I don't I think know. That's, Maybe that's
0: why they got Fournette. Yeah, but anyway, before I went on that rant, what were we about to say? Um, I don't know. I was gonna say that Fournette tweeted the other day that it's cold as a penguin's ass here in Buffalo, <laughs> and I thought that was so fucking funny.
1: Dude, Lenny's hilarious. He uh <laughs> there's a picture of him practicing in short shorts, and like I don't know if it's the next day or later that day he had like t-
0: like pants on under his stuff. It was funny. <laughs> uh but it's, yeah, his we're, both, legs are we're both taking the bangles. Yeah. There's a lot of really good games this week, and some of those are the ones I'm most confident in. Yeah, like I'm all on Cincy, I'm all on the Eagles, um, I'm on the Chiefs, which that one's definitely debatable, but... Yeah,
1: it's it's a Germany game, there's an element of fuckery there. Yeah. So, but... Speaking of fuckery. Yeah, speaking (laughs) of fuckery, Monday night game, thank you for the segue, uh, Chargers at Jets. (laughs) Christ, this game's gonna Um,
0: make me age like five years,
1: isn't it? (laughs) dude what's the prime time games this year have been fucking something um we're both taking the jets here for the upset uh charges are fair by three and a half total's only 40 and i think the latter part total only 40 is why i'm taking the jets yeah what is it you mentioned you mentioned before we started i'm like you're like this game is gonna be really incompetent and i'm like yeah that's why i'm taking the jets exactly like, <laughs>
0: like the jets are incompetency is their like their home it's their nest they know how to tread the waters of incompetence better than the chargers yeah. can the chargers are always drowning in it <laughs> the jets are like bro we just learned how to breathe in the
1: incompetence. yeah embrace it the chargers are too the chargers are too worried about like trying to seem not incompetent the jets right. are like hell yeah hell yeah <laughs> keep <are>. it gross <laughs> um, that
0: hot dog on the sideline
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh i do this is a good matchup for the jets though actually like as far as how the teams match up um the Chargers have been not good against the run game really um especially pass catching which Brees, <laughs> Brees, Brees, Brees. Yes. uh the they've been really bad um in the past D as well like the, the defense has just been bad which is hilarious
0: i i so. really can't tell you why they just have been just yeah it's funny um
1: <laughs> yeah so maybe we get Garrett Wilson time I don't know but I'm, I'm mostly banking on Brees here
0: I think Zach Wilson's gonna have a good game
1: well yeah I, instead of Zachy Poo it's the mill slayer so yeah
0: I don't that it's just one of those vibes where I don't really see the Chargers getting nearly as much pressure on him um as the Giants did and I don't know like this is gonna be A kind of gross game, but I think Wilson plays all right. Mm -hmm. But
1: like on the other side, the Chargers want to pass. Yeah, like they they don't run, and then they have the Jets with the best secondary in the league. (laughs) Like this is the thing. Like I don't, I don't. It's a matchup's just not right for the Chargers here. They've been really bad at running the ball too. Yeah, they just can't. Unless like unless Joshua Kelly's the second stringer. They're not running. Yeah, which it's funny that he's only been efficient when Eckler's been in. But anyway, um, <laughs> like injury wise, uh, Palmer didn't practice Friday. He got banged up. He he came in questionable and got banged up. He didn't practice Friday. Um, this we're recording Friday night right now. Um, so keep an eye on with Saturday reports. Looks like Everett should be back. And then for the Jets, uh, McGovern, Switzer, and Al Woods are all to IR. The Jets keep losing linemen, but they may replace some. I'll replace Lyman Lyman this week. They might get Dwayne Brown back. So, two down, one up. You know, it could be worse. Could just be two down. It could be four down. You never know, honestly. Um.
0: Yeah, it's it's a, a spin cycle. So, yeah. We might get Dwayne Brown back. If that's the case, then the tackle position is good with Beckton and Brown. Um, and we might get Titman back, which is kind of a huge part of this. Like, if Titman doesn't play, they're using practice squad uh, center again, who played really well last week. He kind of, in a way, almost t- won them the game by putting the ball in the right place.
1: Oh, yeah, I <laughs> saw that Like for the, for the spike. Yeah, that was funny. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah, so Titman did get limiteds in Thursday and Friday, so that's pretty good news. I'm expecting the game to play off of that, so it's always good. Yeah. I don't know if I have any bangers. One thing I want to mention with the Chargers is they finally figured out like, what you do and don't do with Quentin Johnston, a bit. They started like getting Finally. him the ball on screens. I'm God. like, you, he's the weirdest player. He is. Yeah. Like, they were like, oh, we did him to yak. And then it worked yep. a little better. So yeah, they at least figured that out.
0: Like, like a Mike Williams frame, but more of like a Debo.
1: Yeah. Honestly, like, that's probably his mold is like the that style of player, which. It's think,
0: really weird. It doesn't make sense. You'd see his frame and you'd think deep threat, but he's not that. No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and like the way he moves laterally for his size is really impressive, but I'm just like nothing about him makes sense. He's such an enigma.
0: Yeah, um, but his start to- stop is again. not good. <laughs> I like move
1: him sideways, you know, get him get him accelerating before you get in the ball. Like,
0: it's just so weird. I don't know. Maybe he should have been a tight end. I don't know. He's just he yeah he's an enigma and we love we love that they did actually figure that out it took less time than I thought uh huh you I don't know
1: it it depends because they didn't get him on the field much at all at the start and like I think and then they tried to make him a direct Mike Williams replacement right. and they're like okay this is not right and then they <laughs> finally ya- they finally got him in yakking. so if they can keep doing that I like Quentin Johnson's chances to like produce some mm-hmm. but. Like, rest of the year, I mean. Especially if Palmer's out, he'll get them more chances. But if Palmer's out, also, like, man. There's not much going for the Chargers here.
0: I'll also take the uh, Jets kicker again. He's pretty much the leading scorer. Uh, Dude, well. uh,
1: they're punter. more. Oh, my God, I know. Baller.
0: Phew, punters are people, too, man. <laughs>
1: The Titans punter last night was awesome too. Stonewall yeah, stone or something, House his name is. Stonehouse. Yeah, yeah, he
0: was awesome.
1: Some sort of stone structure. Yeah, he was balling. <laughs> stone like Stone That's a different thing. I'm thinking of wrong, wrong, <laughs> wrong genre. I'm in <laughs> the
0: edifice himself.
1: Yeah, he 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 was crushing. Um, but yeah, so that's week nine. Um, before we close out the, I've been I have I got all these sticky notes here about the DFS slate. So I was like, and it'll change a bit. Like. News was coming in like we got the certain Singletary out, or sorry, certain Pierce out news. So that's going to make Singletary probably popular on running back of my ships and stuff a little bit. But I don't think it'll get too crazy. Um, I'll pull that back out now as we're going. But anyway, I was going through like the chalk and who I think like good, bad, and different. And that was how I came to the DeAndre Swift conclusion. So the main leverages I noted were, you know, Devontae Adams um, off of Jacobs. Um, and, and the Giants defense, actually, which is popular because they're cheap. Um, I mentioned B-Rob and uh, Ramondre. Not as excited about them. DeAndre Swift, my favorite. Um, the Tampa Bay pass game is actually what I wanted to mention, like, in that regard. I like I like that in general, as long as Baker can fucking do shit. But um, Rashad White's getting some love. So, I know, kind of <laughs> weird, but didn't really expect to see that. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, Devin Singletary is getting popular, too. So I think that pass stack in general, I think Nico is going to have some popularity, um, and Schultz will. But I've seen, like, not much on Dell and nothing on Tampa. So Interesting. I'm I, So the Tampa pass game, and I think stack, stacking that game versus just playing Nico and Singletary is the
0: way to go there. So, like, um, if I wanted to leverage that, because I really don't like singletary this week (laughs) i mean that he is a fake like chalk play as in people are going to take him because pierce is out and yes he works better in the houston run scheme but it's not a team you want to run on and he can't break tackles to save his life
1: yeah so the so right now he's popular nico's a little bit um and then schultz is some so like the If you want to do that in one fell swoop, you could do like Dell or something. Um, Or like stack up the whole pass game as opposed to having just one piece. Or the what I'm mentioning is like going... The the Baker side sounds disgusting, but going like Baker, Evans, Godwin is a nice way to kind of shift that because you're saying, okay, like Singletary and White not really getting it done. And then the tampa's actually fighting back and then if you use you know nico there you're actually like doing it differently than everyone else's who has them so that's how i'm looking at that okay um Th- that's a- that's another thing too like a general thing i always like try to avoid is i don't like to use popular guys as like i guess I should say like so the philly game like hurts and aj brown is popular i don't want to use just aj brown by himself without hurts because like everyone who has aj brown is probably going to have hurts and so if i'm using just aj brown i'm probably behind like stacks of that game so like people are going to go like the hurts aj brown lamb and if i have just one of those guys and that whole game pops off like sure my guy does well when i'm still behind okay so that's why i prefer to either do the stack or play swift and say that stack doesn't work and it's a swift game or i play the stack and just go with it and Maybe add in one more guy to the stack as well, and say it does really well. I'm going to add in Goddard or or uh, Smith or something, or you know, go Dak and go CD and someone. Like basically, I don't like I don't like to be on un- like I don't want to play a one off from a popular stack. Okay, just because like you, you you get you if your guy works out, you probably are behind. Is, is it's a weird part of it, but yeah. Um, and then also Michael Thomas, I mentioned him as a leverage piece off of. Kamara and Olave, if you want to, the strategy of it works, but I don't think that's something that football wise we want to do. Um, but some other spots, like I mentioned, like so, the way I'm, I'm not positive how I'm building up my lineup, but I've got like a good idea. Like I'm probably gonna do that Swift thing. I'm probably eating the Kamara chalk. Like that seems like good chalk to me. Um, Nico, if he's popular, he, he makes sense chalk. Olave does too, but I don't want to play Olave and Kamara without Carr. Like if I played both, I would just do that and play dj Moore and made the stack but i don't want to do that so i'm not gonna um so
0: here's so... a like a test lineup <laughs> i think it's hysterical it's not what i'm gonna finish with but there are, it's just guys that i like it's mac jones and camara and jt uh-huh with amari cooper tank dell and tillman so that's sort of in like a a passing browns game
1: yeah i know you hate it but like I know you're not going to play Deshaun Watson,
0: but, like... I did you, think about it. You would, in theory, go to Deshaun Watson with that. Right. And then, of course, it finishes with Mandrew's DeAndre Swift and the Browns' D. Gotcha. So, like, that's, like, Brown's onslaught there, pretty much. Yeah. It's a lot of yeah. Browns. Yeah. So, like,
1: you you would want to go Watson there, game Like... Yeah. Wise, but I know it sucks. It's gross, too. So... I know. <laughs> like, that would be a thing where, like, how much is Tillman? Is he mid-price? He is 41. He is basically really. Oh, is this is that FanDuel or DraftKings? That's Kings? FanDuel. Okay, got gotcha, you, got gotcha, you, got gotcha. you. I don't, I don't, I don't remember all the FanDuel quarterback prices. I haven't looked at that. I was thinking DK. On, I don't know uh, how fa- much
0: Watson is. Let me look
1: on on FanDuel. The the uh Houston Tampa game, so Tampa's been way more friendly, friendly, but, but anyway, the prices are way easier to manage on FanDuel for some reason still. So, like. Mevins and Godwin are, like, almost the same price on FanDuel. So, like, doing the stroud Nico, tank, Godwin-Mevins, like, doing that whole thing is way easier on FanDuel.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And you can still go Pollard-Camara-Hawk. I'm like, what the fuck?
0: Yeah, because tank is only 58
1: Yeah. But, yeah, then, like, Godwin and Evans are so cheap there that I'm like, wait a sec. So, yeah. I might I might just do that there and then look to the, like, Lamar thing on DraftKings because yeah, that's also an overlook spot that I wrote in. I'm like... Baltimore's in a great spot. Yeah, and no one's going there. Um, And then you could run it back with DK. Uh huh. That's kind of what I was thinking. So, but yeah, like Jonathan Taylor chalk, that's good chalk in theory as long as he gets enough carries. I know. Uh, I am wary of that one. (laughs) Yeah. Josh Jacobs is the big chalk. That's where I'm kind of making my decision still on him or Devontae or neither. Um, Probably Devontae or neither. I don't like playing three running backs on DraftKings very much because I feel like it. It's usually better
0: to receive reflex as far as I upside agree with goes, that. Yeah. Um, especially now. Especially nowadays. with p- the full PPR, yeah. So, but, but someone like Camara, uh,
1: yeah, that's uh, <laughs> Oof. Oof, baby. So, yeah, I'm not. I'm not using the Singletary chalk. I'm not using the Rashad White if he's popular, or just in general. Like, I, if Singletary gets really popular, that's like the spot this week where I'm like,
0: heck yeah, let's make our
1: money. Not watching. Yeah, exactly.
0: If he gets yep. really popular, I'm going to go so hard against it.
1: Mm-hmm. It's going to be funny when he gets like seven rushing yards, but like eight catches for 20 yards and like is passable. <laughs> but.
0: Yeah. I well, Here's the thing. Last week, they could have used Singletary, but Houston used Andrew fucking Beck. Yeah, they
1: they're not great at running and they <laughs> couldn't really and they won't be able to here. So yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I, I like the pass stack, whether you do it DraftKings, Fandle. Fandle, it fits a little better, so we'll see how it goes. But it, it's tough. I'm like, do I do that? Do I eat the Hurts thing and just go that game? Or do I go cheap with Mac Jones? Honestly, I, I don't have the sticky note, but I used to have a sticky note on my wall right behind my monitor or like behind my laptop that said, uh, Lamar is always the answer. Like, for if I'm <laughs> debating Lamar. And that might just be what I do now. Is just like I just just go Lamar, when just, he's not yeah. popular. Like Lamar is not popular. <laughs> Andrews is not popular. He should always be popular. Say a little bit, but not not really. So D- DK's not at all. So yeah. But anyway, yeah. I wanted to get like those thoughts out on the slate just because I'm like this is a really interesting week with so many good teams off of the slate. That there's this one obvious game, and that's it. So. <laughs>
0: I kind of like weeks like this, obvious. though, for DFS.
1: Oh, yeah. like the So one thing I do in my sheet is I always, like, throughout the week I'll, like, track how much the optimal lineup projects for. And this week it's projecting for, like, eight points less than last week. It's, like, it's a low gross week. Like, there's bye weeks. There's the Germany game. Like, the good teams are in prime time. So, like, I love the low scoring weeks because there's, like, more room to get weird with it. So. Yeah, yeah.
0: That's and where like, I thrive.
1: And, like, I'm looking at the popular guys. I'm like, we've got the Raiders who have a popular guy with Jacobs. We've got the Patriots have a popular guy with Douglas. I'm like, uh, Singletary is popular. Ramondre, like, there's there's guys who are popular that I'm like, there's been a lot of ass this year from these guys. I'm like, right. these are really volatile spots. And so, like, I love the weeks where it's like we have these volatile spots where shit could just hit the fan entirely. So
0: Yeah, like, Demario Douglas could suck. Yeah,
1: like And it, part I, that, of
0: that could be because Hunter Henry gets two touchdowns.
1: Yeah. Or like the Patriots just keep sucking. Like <laughs> or That's a big sucking. part of it too.
0: Yeah. And <laughs> like Runner the Giants doesn't actually yeah. know that Chase Young and Montez sweat got traded, so he has no <laughs> idea. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and like Shuba's popular this week. I'm like Okay. Not where I would go either. And so <laughs> Yeah. There's a lot this week that's gonna not make sense to me. And i'm gonna just be like fuck it we ball and if it, if it burns me i eat it it burns me but these are the biggest problem i i'm gonna be pretty risk uh not averse, what's the word i'm gonna i'm gonna embrace the risk this week yeah i we gotta be mm-hmm, this
0: is the bread winning week baby
1: hoping for it if uh you know last year a tampa stack was my money maker uh it was brady but no as a money maker. So maybe Baker will step in and be my money maker for me. We'll see. Baker, uh,
0: Baker, money maker. Let's go. <laughs>
1: baby the baby maker. I <laughs> mean, um, because babies cost money. So mm, uh, that'll be it for our podcast today. <laughs> um, <laughs> thank you for tuning in. We uh, You can find us online on the internet, the interwebs, at www.mozziandthemuscle.com. You can find us on Instagram. at. <clears throat> sorry. Yeah, got a little, little choked up there thinking about. Uh, how much money we're going to win. Uh, <laughs> you can find us on Instagram at Mozzie and the Muscle. You can find us on Twitter at Mozzie and Muscle. And you found us to listen to us, so please tell a friend about us. Uh, help us grow the show a bit. And uh, we will be back next week for uh, some prime time. but uh, thank you for tuning in. We will be back soon.